Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. believe millennials are killing the napkin industry we did get one text if i want a napkin i fold a paper towel why would i buy a napkin because it's not paper towel is not nearly as elegant it's it's, a napkin it's funny how things come and go i mean what happened to elegance you can can easily see a a group of people coming around along saying i would just never buy a napkin i don't think i've ever bought napkins or do you just, like, grab a stack of them from a fast food place and put them in the little pocket in your car door? I have paper towels. We use paper towels at our table. Elegant paper towels? No, no. just the regular kind. Just the corn pone kind. So it occurs to me, as I sit here with great excitement, seeing that uh, Kid Rock is leading in the polls against Debbie Stabenow uh, in a uh, hypothetical matchup for the Senate in Michigan that the uh, millennials and Gen Xers of the world will have a big say in that election. And indeed, Carissa Perrin, who is a reporter for Red Alert Politics, uh, joins us to talk about the changing of the guard at the voting booth, generationally speaking. Hello, Carissa. How are you? Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So uh, what are the numbers? What have you learned? Yeah, so the Pew Research Study looked at the election results from 2016 and and found that the baby boomer generation is largely um, falling, sh- well, fell short this this past election um, due to millennials dying. Next. Dying will do it. Now, exactly. I grew up in Chicago where people vote where from the going, grave, right? but so it's not uncommon as these uh, baby boomers tend to um, pass away at, at this point. But um, what we're what we're seeing is the millennial generation. Um, Pew Research suggests that they're the only generation that's going to keep increasing more at a higher rate, and that's due to largely immigration. Pew had to do um, a study to figure out that young people will continue to be around for a while, while old people will not. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Um, so I don't think it was. It's more interesting. I think that. Um, that in this upcoming election, they predict millennials to outvote Gen X. And, and, and hmm. that, to me, is very interesting due to a lot of legislation isn't really geared towards young Americans. They're, they're seen as unmotivated or um, not really Slackers. coming out. Not as strong exactly. as the previous generations. Not willing yeah. to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just trafficking the stereotypes because you you sound young. It's kind of fun. It annoys Sean. He's an That's idiot. I'm just no saying. Listen exactly. to him, Carissa. He's an abusive, <laughs> bitter old man. Uh, so is it is it just sheer numbers or is it uh, rates of voting? Yeah. So so it, the 34 million um, millennials came out this past election. It's higher than than any other previous election, and largely that's due to. You know, we saw a big millennial push in 2008, but largely a lot of that generation wasn't even eligible to vote yet. So this is a first where we can get a grasp of this generation is finally 18 to 35. They, they, they are able to come out to the polls now and we're able to see kind of gauge where they add up to other generations. Um, and, and so I, I do think you see largely we you saw in this past election that they're they're coming out and they are voting and we should maybe gear some of that um, campaign rhetoric more towards towards young voters. Um, but largely still um, what you're seeing is Republicans are staying more towards uh, hitting the same numbers, um, but loyal. You see the same numbers hit almost each election, um, whereas you're seeing Democrats, you see the highs and lows. So, um or in young in young voters. Are you a millennial? I am. <laughs> yeah, you sound young. Why do millennials not buy napkins? We are going through the various industries that are dying because millennials are changing habits. Millennials, the napkin industry is dying. You just don't believe in napkins? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all there, all in for the napkins <laughs> in your car. You know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that came in the McDonald's bag. Exactly. Places. Yeah. yeah. And you check your oil with but, it. But who's going to buy a napkin? Road, your car breaks yeah. down. It's hard to imagine buying them. Uh, so I, I have know. a drawer full, and they're very handy, and they're elegant. Um, you know, the, uh, the only quibble I have with your article is that you have Gen Xers uh, currently aged 36 to 51, meaning that somebody who's 52 would be a baby boomer, uh, because it went right from baby boom to Generation X, right? Yeah. Y- yeah, check your dates. Check your dates, because... Uh, Mid sixties. That's that's. We grew up with MTV. I mean, we're Not Generation World X. War II. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's, you gotta. Yeah. You know the only. You know that is the way to study quantified it. So, I, if I'm gonna stay true to fact, I have to stay true to the study. Yeah. The, the obviously the oldest of one generation and the youngest of the next have a lot in common. Usually, the idea yeah. that there's a breakdown <laughs> at one particular year, oh, wow. right. 1981. All of a sudden, you're not a Gen Xer; you're a millennial, and everything is different. Like it's a fence between <laughs> sheep and horses, or something. No, it's yeah. it's not like that. Uh, interesting <laughs> stuff, though, Chris. And and I loved your your stuff about how it it may well uh, be reflected in policy. I would love to see that as the grotesque overspending. And 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 in and racking up of debt of the baby boomers and perhaps the, the older generation X types and maybe it'll be over. I would I pray for that. Uh, Chris, apparent yeah. reporter for Red Alert Politics. Thanks, Carissa. Good to talk to you. Thank you, guys. All right, you got it. Remember, we had a list not you long scared ago. Her. Way to go. Nice young lady comes to be on our radio show, and you start yelling at her and making jokes and scaring her. Very nice. I hope you're proud of yourself, you bully. We had a list uh, fairly recently of like earlier generations. There was like the flapper generation or the depression generation or stuff like the, that. The lost generation. Yeah, yeah. We'd pull them, but we can't find them. <laughs> yeah, the whole what? idea that you got one generation, then the next generation. And in 1981, all the needs, wants, and beliefs changed. <laughs> That's right. For people born in 81 versus people born in 1980. Yeah. It clearly happens that way. Um,. The other thing is, it seems like a lot of this hinges on the fact that 
25-year-olds will be around for a while to vote, whereas 85-year-olds won't. How and so? This- <laughs> <laughs> well, she said that the the millennial numbers will actually increase as well due to immigration factors, mm-hmm. where the uh, the people who are immigrating to the country aren't necessarily going to be... Where the-, the other people are immigrating to the grave. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a much more permanent residence. And we're immigrating, we're, we're bringing in millions of young foreigners to prop up the uh, social programs that are, are virtually bankrupt. So, yeah, that will continue. Even going to the cemetery, you need papers in Trump's America. What? I don't know. You heard him. He's just yeah. lashing out now. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I heard the words. Yeah, yeah, the whole generation thing. I just, it's such an easy sop. It's such a... A, a crutch, I think, for the media, which referring we have, to various uh, generations, which we have used several times today. I know, and I'm ashamed of it. Now, the the industry's dying out because the younger people don't do various stuff. I, that certainly you care about that if you're oh, in man. one of those industries. Oh yeah, that's dollars and cents, hammers and nails, reality right there. So napkins dying. What about napkin rings? A nice napkin oh, ring, very wow. classy. What about centerpieces? How do millennials feel about centerpieces? <laughs> no time for it. Tablecloths? What about the tablecloth industry? <laughs> I'm thinking millennials don't buy a lot of knickknacks of any kind. Oh, my God. What about fondue sets? <laughs> no? I, I, you millennials, you are missing out on the pleasures of fondue. Don't make that mistake. Um, I'll continue to make that mistake. <laughs> I think well, I'll be okay. And you got this it's whole melted thing. cheese. It's we, delicious. We talked about this a couple of times yesterday, and it's really interesting. And it is the the big problem. Demographics cannot be argued against. I mean, they are a tidal wave, an earthquake. Demographics are. What do they say? Politics is the weather. Demographics is the something or other. <laughs> the climate. The tide. The. T- Something time. I think politics is the temperature. The rising tide lifts all. Politics. Demographics is the weather, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like. That. Anyway, it's a bigger. It's deal. very eloquent. So, <laughs> but all of Western societies are having this problem. People aren't coupling up and having babies and and that sort of thing. So Sean comes in on a Monday morning and says, "I spent the entire weekend alone and loved it." He said, "Maybe I'm supposed to be lonely. Maybe some people call it lonely." But, yeah, it's, is it loneliness or freedom? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, ex- exactly. And, and, and I had so, several social weekends back to back to back, and I was just really looking forward to the Fortress of Solitude and time. Like the, the government of Italy, for instance, is spending gazillions of dollars trying to convince people like him that you are lonely and miserable and need to couple and have a kid. You are not free and happy. And just I just don't know if you can do anything about it. And then there you've got the tidal wave of demographics of people not having kids and all that sort of stuff. So your future generations are going to be shrinking. And then that's really going to be weird. Which means well, that this and, generation will hold on to the voting power. <laughs> well, more likely uh, you will be outvoted by furners who are desperately recruited to prop up the social system, which is what's happening in virtually every society of the West. Yeah, and would happen even if you had your act together on entitlement yeah. programs. When you don't have your act together, you're really screwed. Heard a great joke about socialism. Uh, I want to share with you in a minute or two. A Did you hear that at, at Pebble Venice Beach? Capitalists probably like Pebble Beach. What is it with you? I don't know. You know, as Jack Nicholas once said about uh, Pebble Beach, it is the best marriage between land and gravity, sea, and something about the, the weather. Sun. It's very eloquent. <laughs> it's like that other thing. I really ought to jot these things down. It's a nice phrase, though. You'd, you'd be impressed if you heard it. So that phrase and the one about demographics. 
You'll yeah, have for really. some. I gotta have a notebook of these things. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Late in the evening, lost on the side. I've been sad with you for most of the night. Obviously, you will agree with your boss, the president, that there's no chaos, but um, how do you explain that not to be the case? Uh, I think it's pretty simple. I've said it before. If you want to see chaos come to my house with three preschoolers, uh, this doesn't hold a candle to that. Just to be clear, that's not an open invitation to come to my house. But if you guys want to, sched- if you guys want to schedule babysitting time, I'll be uh, happy to work that out. Funny. Charming. Disarming. Relatable. Yeah. Sarah Huckabee. Yeah. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've always heard you work like 17-hour workdays in that gig, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't don't get that. I don't don't know why you'd want to do something like that when you got three kids at home. But And I don't think your kids probably want you to. But whatever. I don't know. The allure of power, Jack. I so want Kid Rock to run. (laughs) You do that job for a year, though, and you are set for life. Because you could be a pundit and write books forever. Lobbyist. Lobbyist, whatever. Sure. So yeah. she might be looking at it that a way. A consultant for some think tank, whatever. Boy, she, I'd like to work for a think tank. Do you have to like write a paper now and again or something? I learned something damn interesting about think tanks. Mm. You know, and I should have pursued it They're more. not actually a tank. I it's an <laughs> office building like any other. I should have pursued it more heavily. Because it's, it's always been a dream of mine. But ha- what have I always said? It holds me back. Hmm. I'm not that smart. <laughs> so I, I said to that to this person, uh, and I'll, I'll leave them out of it. Uh, they are a, a prominent member of a, a think tank, that, one of my favorite think tanks. Okay. And I said, I just, I just love to be, I'd love to do that. It just it seems so cool. You, you know, you think about the most interesting stuff in the world. And you, but yeah, I, I said, I'm just not smart enough. She, she. Okay, I just almost gave it away. Um, she said. Uh, you're smart enough. They're, she said, they aren't that smart. Most of the people in these think tanks are not that smart, which I thought was really interesting. She said, there's a language you speak. And I've heard this from people in academics, too. Okay. You learn the language and the culture, and you have to fit into that. And they recognize each other. Oh, you're one of us. But the actual being smart, coming up with ideas part of it, no. Nah, that's that's no, nothing special going on. Well, there. you want to be what's the term a public intellectual? Yeah, that's what I'd really like to be as a public intellectual. What what is public? How does that factor in? Obviously, I'm not smart enough to be one, or, or I don't know the lingo. You're just regularly in media, printed word, TV, radio, or whatever, talking about what's going on in the world. I, I mean, I, I am in a very lim- very limited fashion, but the sort of person you, you pop up on Meet the Press, you got a column in the Wall Street Journal, mm. then you're on this radio show, and then you're you're a public intellectual. I'd like to be that. But once again, you know what's holding me back? I'm not smart enough. Yeah, we seem to be doing all right. Kind of public uh, half-wits. <laughs> <laughs> so let me... let me. Uh, you know, I've got all sorts of important things of note to tell you. But I'm looking at this picture of Kid Rock. He's wearing... Uh, perhaps you've seen it. Well, he's wearing the inevitable... What's that style of hat he wears? It's not a bowler. It's got too broad a brim. Fedora? Might be a fedora. He wears a fedora backwards, generally. That's, That's been why he looks so odd. Yeah, okay, so he's wearing a backward fedora, a big white pair of sunglasses with the white frames, and he's wearing the the, uh, the T-shirt. You've seen it, particularly if you run in conservative uh, circles. It's the electoral map of the United States with all the red states labeled United States of America. And uh, I'm going to use a, a B in place of an F here. I think you'll excuse me. And then the blue states are labeled Dumbbuckistan. 
Now say it to yourself with an F. And that is the gentleman who may be running for the Senate in Michigan. And uh, and that is fantastic. And Positive Sean just uh, handed me this. It's a printout of a tweet. Is this guy a guy of note? I don't believe so. It's just it was a just, dude. Yeah, it was just a dude, and it, it caught some traction, and it made me laugh for like a week when I saw it. Well, <laughs> again, and, and I'm going to have to edit again, because the world is just so raw, so obscene, so coarse. Thank I, you, Scaramucci. Oh! Oh, forget about it. Um... But here is the tweet. There's a video of Kid Rock getting his blank blanked next to the guy from Creed. And I'm not at all confident the Dems can beat him. (laughs) So there's a video out there of Kid Rock getting serviced by some tramp. I I was about to say, before you even got into this, because... There is some serious floating of him a week or so ago, right? And this is for the U.S. Senate. Yes. And the Republicans, well, both parties, are always desperate to either gain or hold on to power. You will run whoever you think can win. I mean, and it it matters a lot on a a national scale. And um, if they think, you know, if you think... Al Franken can become U.S. Senator, you're, you're perfectly happy with that. Nobody would do that. If you think Kid Rock can become a senator and give you that, you know, the 50th vote or whatever in the, in, as a Republican, you absolutely will do that. And so it was ser- being taken seriously, I believe. And then you do what you always do. You do oppo- re- opposition re- research on your own candidate. Right. I think they did opposition research on Kid Rock and presented it to him and his people and said, this is what we got. And then everybody said, okay, I guess we can't run. <laughs> yeah. That happened to, I, I was amazed by this, that happened to a uh, guy was governor... <clears throat> or senator from Georgia, big name, a few cycles ago. Names uh, escapes me. Haley right Barber. No, it's not Haley Barber. The Barber of Seville. But it's a person like that. Haley Mills. It's a person like that. Anyway, he was, I think it was in the book Game Change. He was running for president, or going to run for president. They did that sort of thing. He hired a firm to do opposition research on him. They mm. tear into your background yeah. and uh, bring up stuff that either you didn't know anybody knew or had forgotten yourself <laughs> or whatever. They presented him with what they found, and he said, well, I guess I can't run then. Yeah. Wow. And that happens. Yeah. And that could have happened with Kid Rock. Although, uh, I Can you pay somebody 100 bucks to do that? Just like having your DNA <laughs> tested or something. Do oppo research on me. Tell me what's out there. Well, we came up with these video store receipts from a store that's been closed for 20 years, and uh, we have someone willing to go on the record about that night in uh, Arkansas. We found an ex-girlfriend who's going to say this when asked. Right. Right. Can you confirm your your location in Tijuana during the summer of 84? Because <laughs> somebody saw you there. Maybe you didn't think anybody saw you there, but they saw you. They recognized you, and they're willing to go on the record. Yeah, so that happens. I'll bet that happened with Kid Rock. Although I can't imagine what it would be in the modern Trumpian world, post-Barack Obama, where the fact that you use drugs, is that was having... Taken a puff of a joint was a disqualification in 92. Mm-hmm. Having done coke was not a disqualification in, in 2008, for instance. Right. I mean, it changes that fast. I can't imagine what Kid Rock could have in his past that would do him in, but there could certainly be something. Well. Too much sex, actual videos of it, whatever. A, a guy who was a rock star getting serviced by groupies, that is not going to shock anybody under the age of... What if their age? Maybe sixty-five. What if their age is questionable? 
the groupies. <sighs> wow. Certainly could be true. He was 20 years old and famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, who did I just read was accused of uh, getting with somebody underage? Could there be a videotape of him sexing up a 17-year-old? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to picture it unfolding in my head in today's political climate. How about selling drugs if he ever sold drugs, which he may have? Yeah, that that would that would hurt definitely swing voters. But I'm picturing keeping in mind, and and it's astounding that I have to even remind myself of this given the uh, last presidential election. Remember, unless there is a significant third party uh, uh, candidate, please God, someday, um, it's a binary choice. So you have Kid Rock, who may or may not have sexed up a 17-year-old. This is a hypothetical. Oh, she's completely by the way. hypothetical, just, by the way. There might be if zero you're just tuning in, just a complete hypothetical. Uh, and one day he bought an ounce of dope, and a friend of his came to him and said, hey, sell me a half of that, would you? And so he quote-unquote sold drugs. And he is saying all the things I believe about America and work and, and the, the common people and, and government and its role, et cetera, et cetera. In this scenario, I'm going to vote for Debbie Stabenow and, and her view of government because Kid Rock was a rock star and partied a lot and may have uh, engaged in debaucheries. 30 years ago, yeah, you'd probably vote for that other person. Now, I don't think so. I don't think so either, but a lot of the people in charge are old, and they're not caught up to the times. Right. I'll tell you the one that might do and you I'm not in. Saying, and by the way, all change is not progress. I'll tell you the one that might do you in more than those two. The little he, guy he had dancing on stage? Because <laughs> he does a lot of, you know, redneck, southerner, confederate flag stuff. If, if there's some oh. racist something or other out there, that does you in. Yeah. Yeah, and the Republican Party could. would not, they don't want that, even if you could get elected. Mm. If there's a video out there, you dropping in bombs saying things. Highly doubt that. I mean, he came up in Detroit. He rapped. He was well-respected by it in the rap community for I didn't know that. Today, yeah. I didn't know he was a rapper. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, and then don't play one of the new pop songs, Michael. Can we go out? Can we go to break in a minute or two with, like, Cowboy yeah, or My that, Name actually. is Kid or whatever? Yeah. Good, cool. So that brings me actually to a really provocative point I was going to make that we really don't have time for. Um, as we continue to come up with horrifying things Kid Rock probably didn't do. <laughs> yeah, he's listening, thinking, you know, I go to church on Sundays. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I've been faithful to the same girl since I was 16. Right. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's true. But anyway. Uh, what about copyright infringement? <laughs> he wants to rebroadcast an NFL game without express written consent. <laughs> One of his verses is actually cribbed from Mike Barnacle's columns, <laughs> or cribbed from somebody else. Um, you know, I don't really have time to flesh this out, and I hate to give it short shrift. Don't you hate it when your shrift is too short? I live with it. The world is crumbling. You got Kid Rock, <laughs> millennials don't use napkins. What's, what's another good one? Tell, tell them about right. the elegance, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but napkins are elegant. If Cloth they had, napkins. What about placemats, millennials? If, no. If they had been writing about this sort of thing decades ago, when I was a kid, a talk radio host had been saying the handkerchief industry. Young boys don't carry handkerchiefs anymore because me and all my friends did, but nobody does anymore. And what uh, of the humble pocket watchmaker? Ex- exactly. So <laughs> things change, right? Right. I guess. Does anybody feel Still. like something important was lost when young boys stopped carrying <laughs> handkerchiefs at school? It's pretty disgusting. You got a snot rag in your yeah, pocket no all kidding. day long. Yeah. Huh? Gross.
Exactly. So napkins go away. We'll be all right. This is Child Rock. I did not. Why didn't he just stay with rap since that was such a popular musical venture? Because he didn't hit it big until he started doing like country. Gotcha. Doing like kind of the rap country hybrid stuff is when he really took off. Heartland Rock. Gotcha. Did he always have the backwards fedora or did that come along with the uh, Heartland stuff? That came with success, Jack. He was wearing it frontward, and the little dwarf reached up and slapped it backward on him one day, and he thought, hey, that looks good. Wow. Yeah, this is a lot different than uh, some of the really pop-friendly stuff that he does. It's fairly coarse as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Gotcha. Although, like I've said before, the thing I missed about him was he's funny. His tongue is in cheek. A lot. Did him and Eminem hang out or know each other or run in the same circles? Oh, yeah. They, they knew each other uh, way back in the day. I remember pictures of them super young. Interesting. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got more twists and turns in the latest Trump-Russia intrigue. The Mooch's terrible week continues. And HBO reeling from a major hack. Game of Thrones secrets revealed. Get Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Gip. Nobody wants that, do they? Do you want Game of Thrones secrets? Why would you want that? I don't. Yeah. It's one thing if like full episodes are released and you just got, get to kind of see it earlier, but I don't want to read an article about nah. here's what's going to happen. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. See, buck four where I live today, much of the Northwest, very, very hot. Seattle, Portland, a lot of Oregon yeah. setting records, some of them be- breaking records a century old. Real heat wave. It's supposed to be 116 in Redding today? Yeah. That's warm in the ding. 116? Redding, California. Yeah. Yikes. Nice and warm. Yikes. Nice and cozy. Oof. A hot wind whipping down the plain. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. An attorney for President Trump's dismissing a new Washington Post story about Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer last year. In a brief statement, Trump's attorney, Jay Sekulow, says the report has no consequence. He's calling the characterizations misinformed, inaccurate, and not pertinent. Now, the Post report says the misinformed, president... Misinformed, not, not inaccurate. And not pertinent. I think you're overdoing it there. The Post report says the president personally dictated the misleading original statement his son put out, which said the meeting between his son and the Russian attorney was primarily just about the adoption of Russian children. Well, if that were true, would be uncool, distasteful, might bother you. It's not against the law. No. Quit everybody claiming some sort of law was broken. Right. Cable news hosts are always going to the legal card. Guess what? Politicians get to lie to the press. Mm-hmm. They do it all the freaking time. <laughs> yes. Now, you might not want your president crafting lies as opposed to telling truth. That I get. Especially when the truth would be fine yeah, and yeah, it right. came out a day later. Yeah. That's my concern. The I hate to use the term stupidity. The uh, ill-advisedness of it. Yeah, I heard, uh, well, there is a another, yet another insider talking off the record saying... I'm going to kill these effing leakers. God, I miss Mooch already. Remember he said that? I want to effing kill all those leakers. Yeah. 
There's so many le- people leaking in the yeah. White House, and you, you have to wonder what that's all about. Someday the books will be written. I hope I live long enough to read them. Well, and add in the intelligence community and yeah. the State Department Department, and the rest of it. But Yeah, but I get some of those people. Yeah, They shouldn't, but I get it. But it's the people that are in the White House that Trump brought in that clearly are leaking. Somebody on that plane, you're in the cabin with the President right. of the United States. He thinks he can trust you if you're in that right. position, and you're leaking to the Washington Post. But uh, got to be right. As one person said, why do you when there's an investigation going on, why do you allow it to touch the president? Why do you have the president involved at this level on this sort of thing? If this is true. Right. Well, it's amateur hour. And, and hey, if you think that sounds dismissive, I guess it does a little bit. But that's what America wanted. Yeah, they're tired of the pros. The pros are crooks. Hillary would have eight consultants and a focus group involved <laughs> right. on on every word of every sentence. Exactly. Yes. And nine yes. lawyers. Yes. Then come out and read a statement word for word so she didn't make sure, make sure she didn't get one word yes. out of place. Yes. And put herself yes. in legal jeopardy. Make sure and, there was plausible deniability that yeah. she had oatmeal for breakfast. Right. And people hated that. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you, this has not been a good week for Austin White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci. Not only did he lose his job in the Trump administration... But the Harvard Law School's alumni directory now lists him as dead. The directory mailed to alumni this week had an asterisk next to Scaramucci's name indicating he had died. Now, he's a 1989 graduate of Harvard. The Harvard Law School's acknowledged the error in a statement and apologized to the mooch. I went to Harvard Law School. Yeah, so you mentioned. Yes, several times. HBO's joined the Hollywood Club. Nobody wants to be a member in. It's been hacked. The premier cable network, the target of a major cyber attack, with upcoming episodes and scripts from several shows landing online courtesy of hackers. And they're threatening to continue to leak out more. So far, an unreleased episode of Ballers in Room 104 has landed online and a script allegedly from next week's fourth episode of Game of Thrones has surfaced as well. Wow. So the hackers are planning to keep releasing these. I'm not quite sure what their demands are. I'm sure there's some sort of ransom demand involved. Do experts think we'll get ahead of the hackers at some point, or is there just going to be no way to keep anything private in the future? Like, uh, I think it's that one. I encrypted the backup of my iPhone, which I'd never done before. Right. I don't even know if it was an option before. But anyway, I, I encrypted it. And then I had some sort of problem with the password, which I swear to God it never asked me for one and claims I gave it one. But so I, ca- I got a hold of Apple and they said, there's nothing we can do. If you encrypted it and don't know the password to get into it, there's nothing we can do. Really? Yikes. Apple can't do anything. Wow. So why can't, why doesn't HBO encrypt that sort of stuff or, or, or our own federal government? If I can encrypt my iPhone that, so that nobody, including the company it belongs to, can get into it, why don't we do it with the important stuff? Do you have any idea? I wish I knew. Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. But is Game of Thrones that important? Oh, it's worth a lot of money. And if all you got to do to encrypt it is the way I encrypted my iPhone is just clicked encrypt. I don't know why you wouldn't. And their whole business model is we are the place you have to give us money in order to see this. If people can no longer, if people can get around that, then their whole business model is out the window. Right. And if Absinia of Gloramuth has her limbs sawed off, I I don't want to know it until I'm watching Sunday night. Um, Uh, Hey, coming up, a number that will shock you. This is, well, it's a number that will shock you. It has to do with the music business and selling music and. Who sold how much and that sort of thing. Is it four out of five? 
That number's always shocking to me. No, it, 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 it will render every comparison of the sales of musical artists ridiculous. All You'll right. never hear one of those stats again without scoffing at it. Okay. You Stay tuned me. to the Armstrong and Getty Show. tested a new intercontinental ballistic missile on Friday, Kim Jong-un issued a statement saying the whole U.S. mainland is now within his reach. Still not within his reach? The top shelf. <laughs> Ooh, it's a height joke. Wow. Uh, before this uh, show ends, I will hit you with what is going to turn into the cable news story of the day, I think, at least on uh, some of the channels. No oh boy. And of course it involves the tangerine tornado. Oh, boy. Trumpity trump, trump, trump. Oh, you want to? Well, let's get it out of the way. You sure? Yeah. I thought well, you were going to shock me with a. I am. Oh, it's, it's, it's brace yourself. So, do you remember Seth Rich, who who, oh, yeah, who was yeah. killed in probably a botched robbery attempt in a bad neighborhood of Washington D.C.? Yeah, young congressional aide. But he worked for the DNC staff somehow. Or anyway, he was. Yeah. Some people claim he leaked the information to WikiLeaks, the Hillary Clinton campaign stuff to WikiLeaks. Yeah, and I that remember the, that was a story. And then, yeah. then some other people claim that the Hillary Clinton campaign had him killed him, right? Mur- murdered him. His murder has not been solved. <clears throat> he was walking through a bad area of Washington, D.C. late at night. It happens. But uh, so anyway, there's a story out now. The guy who is a private investigator for the family of the dead guy, Seth Rich, uh, he says that Donald Trump and Fox concocted the murder story together to divert attention from the Russian investigation, and he can prove that. The private detective who... Investigating the killing of for Seth the family. Rich. Yeah. He says Trump and the... And Fox Foxes. worked together to concoct this story. How would he know? I don't know. Because I already heard that on the uh, radio news, and I only half followed it. But so I think cable news is going to at least MSNBC and CNN, okay. CNN certainly are going to go nuts with this all day long. Yes, they will. Something to look forward to. So listen, uh, it was during the commercials, wasn't it, that we were talking about Kid Rock's uh, the album sales? Oh, I'm no, it was Eminem. Mm-hmm. Eminem's album sales. He was. What did you say about him to me? He was the top selling artist of the 2000s and the sixth biggest selling artist in the world in the 2000s. I didn't know Eminem was this big, and uh, I don't know. He sold 175 million albums or something. Right. So, uh, yeah, that number in particular really caught my attention. And I've had this impression a number of times in recent years as they announced that Demi Lovato has sold more records than the Beatles. I mean, you're just always hearing that. Sure. And they become the hottest selling blah, blah, blah. And, And I have this recurring thought, partly out of being a music freak who doesn't love modern pop music, but I think, wow, that's... I realize the music game has gone completely global and all, but, man, that's disposable crap. How could that be? What's happened to humanity? And so it finally occurred to me to do just, uh, like, 20 seconds worth of research. And I remember vividly, as a teenage boy, Gladys, if you'd be so kind, there I was, long-haired guitar player, totally into music, buying albums as as fast as my caddying earnings would, would get them for me. And I remember quite specifically, for instance, it was, I think, 1981 or so when 
uh, my fave band Rush put out an album, and I went to buy it, and it was $16. A record album, $16. Today, that album would be, in modern money, $45. Whoa. Now, how many albums would you download? Well, nobody buys albums, but how many albums would you download from iTunes right now at $45 a pop? Zero. It's less than a quarter as expensive. So that's why so many sell. It's like if cars were $100, you'd see car sales go through the roof. Yeah, but I that is I worth observing. There's no album I would buy for $45. There aren't many. I don't think. Now, a pharma bro, he shelled out for the Wu-Tang Clan's album, right? Yeah. Well, no time for that. Here's your host for, I'm sorry, your announcer for Final Thoughts. In a world where apparently danger is everywhere, and the only currency is fear. There were two men who thought they were just doing their jobs. Two voices. One grueling four-hour workday. The culmination of a day's events based on a true story. Coming in about eight seconds. <laughs> Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. I don't think it's going to live up to that. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall, what's your final thought? Uh, I'm going to go home, get fueled by the grape, and then go next door and uh, confront my neighbor about his yapping dog. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yes, let us know how that turns oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen them? What kind of people do they look to I be? I have not seen them. All okay. I've seen is the dog. I like the idea of getting liquored up first. Yeah, well, Michelangelo, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, millennials, they're not buying napkins. They're just grabbing paper uh, bathroom towels to wipe their mouths when they eat dinner. Not all change is good. <laughs> Right. Why don't you just use toilet paper, you bums? Vincent, what's your final thought? Bad name of the day goes to Joseph Getty for the elegant paper towels. And Bonmo, and rhetorical question of the day, also goes to Joe Getty for what about the napkin ring industry? Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? I'd love to share it, but my time was taken up by that $50 million production intro that we had. Sorry, I don't have any time <laughs> oh, on that's rough. Jack, man. do you have a final thought for us? Oh! Just wanted to get to say it one more time. Boy, you know, it's probably better for America that Mooch is gone, but uh, he'll be missed. I guess my final thought is i got to get in touch with my uh, realtor friend Robert today. I'm taking a look at that $27 million lot I saw on Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if I offer him 23 24 we might be able to come up with a number right in the middle. And then you'll build a house on that lot? Mm, no. It's just a lot, right? Yeah. Wow. No, I'll hide from the law because I don't have that much money. It'll be fraud. <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. That is so good. He's cradling a container of nachos. <laughs> Belt is up higher than his approval rating. It's, it's look at this still here. And you, just, you know, like if you didn't know what was going on, it really could look like Chris Christie stole that man's nachos, right? Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.